Hello and welcome to a very non-Christmassy Christmas episode of the Pink and Pale Face podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here with my friend Mike. And Mike, it sounded like Portland was a winter wonderland. What what was going on on your neck of the woods? Boy, you know how quickly we shut down when uh, you get a little snow. It's uh, it's panic in the Portland area. So people, it was like national news. Like we were getting news uh, over here. Like I five was like shut down and. People couldn't get anywhere for like four hours or something. Yeah, they just decided, well, just shut it down altogether. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll just we'll we'll worry about it later. It'll get warmer eventually, right? Just shut it down, right? Yeah. Now, did you get stuck at all, or did you just stay inside? The I did. I, I stayed. I stayed put for most of it, just because the other drivers terrify me. You know, I'm not too worried about myself, but everyone else just scares the shit out of me. So. Uh, I had one incident of being like, well, we're stuck here, in which I had to put three extra people in the bed of my truck and then reverse up a ice-covered hill. So that that was uh, <laughs> that was a bit sketchy, but but we did it. So and no one died. No one fell out of the back of the truck. Jesus, yeah. Like, do you want who got the short straws? Where you you know, hey, why don't you just lay in the back while I. Yeah, go up this well, hill. Well, my my boy told me to come over to his house to like check out his house, and I said, you know, well, are are the roads the roads drivable, or is it like hilly, or what? Is it still icy? And oh no, he thought it was fine. So we headed over there, and you know, by this point, all the freeways were fine, and the main streets were fine, but his the road to his house was far from, not fine. far from it. Um, and so by the time we got to his house, like, down the hill, I was like, well, we could be here for a while, but... Oh. So, living in Illinois, like, I'm reading this story about how the whole city shut down, and, like, we had gotten probably 8 to 12 inches over the weekend, and so I'm I'm looking for, like, how much snow you guys got, I'm just like, shit, like, I-5 is shut down, the whole city's in a panic, and I look, and it's, like, 1 to 3 inches of snow, and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I, I had people ask me, like, how do states that get a lot of snow, like, deal with this? Like, well, does everybody just shut down? They're called snowplows. Like, no, they're just... They're called snowplows and salt. Yeah, they're just prepared for this. So, yeah, it was actually... We had, like, a cold front come in, and the temperatures were in the negatives, like, just the temperature. And so the wind chill, it was, like... Minus 18, minus 20. <laughs> Isn't that the most depressing part when you check the weather? When it's like, oh, it's going to be 4 degrees. And you're like, oh, my God. And then you look <laughs> at the, but it feels like negative 14. And you're like, holy shit. Like, I'm not going anywhere today. Right. And actually, this past weekend, I thought, you know, hey, I'm getting out of Illinois. My sister, Mike, got hitched. Woo! This is marriage number two. Lucky marriage number two. And so she she lives in Texas, and so we flew out to Texas, and my dad actually almost got snowed in. Like, he had to get to the airport, and luckily he did, and man, Mike, Texas is just a different world. <laughs> it's like its own country. It's its own planet. Right. I lived there for a year, and you think, you know, you'd get used to it, but just, I mean, everything. Like, my sister and her, her now husband, they live out in the kind of the middle of nowhere, don't lock their doors. Just leave them unlocked at night. And just the gun culture. Have you ever... Okay. I'm not one of these guys that's like anti-guns. Uh, have you ever fired a weapon? Yes. 
Uh, what was that? Sort of, uh, like at somebody or <laughs> into a crowd? Into a into a crowd of children. Um, right. No, uh, just like you know, shooting pop cans in the woods, like a little twenty-two. Nothing, uh, nothing too fun. That was never. My dad was never a big gun guy. Like none of my family members. Right. I mean, some of them have guns, but it was never like I wasn't really raised in that that culture. So I have very little experience. Yeah, when I lived in Texas, um, they I fired like a little twenty two rifle and a twenty two pistol at like pop cans that were maybe five feet away, just missed, not even close. <laughs> and when I was living in Arizona, I actually went to a shooting range with a coworker, and he had like a pretty powerful handgun. I don't. It was like a forty five or something. And I, sh- I shot it a couple times at a Pepsi, like a two liter Pepsi bottle. Instantly got erect. <laughs> just it, it, like i get it now like it's such a good feeling you were hooked immediately right i i think so no I, I think that explains the guys that you know have the like mass arsenal in their in their basement you know like they were they were you at one point and then they fired the right weapon and they've never had that sensation or that or just tragically under endowed and so now it's just like hey check out this big shotgun i got <laughs> Don't look at my penis. Look at my shotgun. Shotgun. So the wedding, Mike, um, weddings are always kind of tricky because if it's like a friend's wedding and like a big group of your friends are there, uh, pretty tough to beat a wedding just in the terms of just fun. Everybody's drinking, having a great time. But this was a wedding where I only knew my sister and her husband. Like when you only know the bride and groom, Pretty painful, right? Super painful. Yeah. The, I think that's like the one event that can swing so far in either direction, you know? Like, I mean, like you said, it can be just the banger of all bangers, or it can be just so <laughs> Get me out of here. Lonely. Yeah. Yeah, like we were sitting around a table, and like I wasn't partaking in small talk, but small talk was being partaken in front of me. And the topics were Wyoming and apple trees. And I'm just like face palming, being like, get me out of here, please. Tough. Yeah, I did a lot of, at my sister's wedding, I did a lot of, okay, well, now I gotta go, I gotta go mingle. And then I would just not stop walking around so that I didn't have to make small talk with people I didn't know. Just constantly in motion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, in basketball, you have the motion offense where you're kind of constantly in motion. I, at weddings, I like to think of myself in the motion defense. Mm. We would just like never stop moving, never stop moving around screens. Just constantly deflecting. Just, just to avoid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, look at that. I need another beer. Okay, back to the bar. Uh, I'll see you. As you walk back and the beer is like half, em- is half full. Yeah, just got to slam it and move on to the next one. So the real story came... After coming back from Texas. So I leave my house, and I'm an idiot, and I, I don't leave my heater on, uh, my my uh, furnace, even on remotely. So my house has just been completely freezing cold for three or four days. I go home, I, I, I go to the bathroom, and I go to flush, and it doesn't flush. And I notice my toilet bowl has completely frozen over, the water. And I'm like, this is new. Like, what do you do? Can you not, like, so you can't tell upon first look that it's frozen, right? Right. You just think it's a nice, calm uh, thing of water. And I was sadly mistaken. And so 
what I had to do is I took a hammer and just crushed up the ice. <laughs> and keep in mind, like, I have to pull the ice out, and my piss is in the bowl. <laughs> so I'm just, like, I'm just handling piss-covered uh, ice. Just the ultimate piss snow cone. Wow. Was it frozen in the back of the toilet, too? Yeah. Like, the whole... And so I had to, like, scrape out the ice in the back. It was a real ordeal. Like, it's not the thing that you want to do coming back from a trip. Yeah, like, thanks for putting in the long hours on the plane. Now take this hammer to your toilet. And just scoop scoop the piss ice into (laughs) the bathtub to milk. I might have gone, like, boiling water over a hammer. Yeah, I've heard that. I know you're not supposed to put boiling, like, hot water on your frozen windshield. That, like, cracks it and fucks it all up. Mm, that's true so i figured i I guess i can wash my hands true use the boiling water on your hands right yeah oh speaking of freezing temperatures um you so you sent me this link mike there's been all this talk about fake news you know um how, how do you tell if something is real or not i i don't know if this story is real but man, do I want it to be real? Yeah, I, so, I I couldn't tell when I I mean it seems to be being reported by multiple news sources, but none of them super credible at this point. Well, I saw one from the Guardian, which is a pretty reputable like British mm. newspaper site. So the headline: Russian reality TV show Game Two Winter. That's the name of the show to allow rape and murder in Siberia. Which that's I'm that's interested. The, that's the headline too. Like they didn't. <laughs> that's not a paragraph in. That's what they. No, that's, that's what the they headline. So, I yeah. I mean, I'm I'm interested. And so here's here's the story. A new Russian reality show where crimes are quote allowed will begin next year. Game two colon winter will strand thirty contestants in the negative forty degree Siberian wilderness for nine months. With the survivor winning, uh, yeah, with the surviving winner receiving a one point six million dollar prize, it will stream twenty four seven online. And here's the quote from the advertisement: Each contestant gives consent that they could be maimed, even killed. Two thousand cameras and thirty lives. Everything is allowed: fighting, alcohol, murder, rape, smoking, anything. <laughs> So I got a lot of things on this, Mike. Um, first of all, how about that order of, of vices? Yeah. So you go fighting fighting in alcohol. You're like, okay, you know, that's pretty much every rally show. Murder and rape. Oh, and then, by the way, I guess you can smoke, too. If, if Like, what, sh- what rally show is like, yeah, murder and rape is fine, but we're drawing the line at smoking. We don't want any, you know, there's impressionable kids out there that are watching this. Smoking kills. We're not having right. It. I mean, the contestants technically can kill, but uh, and so it's, okay. So it says contestants will each sign a waiver acknowledging that they might. Jesus, contestants will sign each sign a waiver acknowledging that they may be raped or killed. But the rules also state that police are free to arrest anyone who commits a crime on the show. So a couple things. It sounds like they're saying, yeah. I mean, if you want, you can murder and rape. But the police, I mean, you're going to be filmed, and so you're going to be arrested. So, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, any reality show 
you can murder and rape, but you're still going to get in trouble with the cops. Like, you could murder Howie Mandel on, uh, what was that show? The Briefcase Show. Uh, Deal or No Deal. You know what I'm talking about? Deal or No Deal, yeah. You could technically murder Howie Mandel, and, I mean, you're still going to get arrested. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting if next season Survivor led with the same sort of headline. Ooh. I mean, this does seem like a the stakes have been raised type of move. Well, it's Russia, right? I mean, isn't that what... Yeah, and I mean, I always thought Japanese game shows were the weirdest thing on Earth, but I think Russia just got in the lead. You can't tell me you're not interested in watching this. Like, the... Do you think it would be harder to watch the murder or the rape? Well, I don't, I don't necessarily know that you're going to get either one, right? Are people really... I, f- I feel like they're going to have enough to worry about with sort of nature and the elements they're not gonna be they're not gonna have time to be raping and murdering i i mean it, there's 30 people there's not one guy that's gonna use it as a you know as a chance maybe i i wonder what the screening process is to get in like do they have to have any type of survivor skills or are these like you know you're just like me and you going into the siberian wilderness yeah, for nine months just me and you and a babushka just out there <laughs> trying to survive do you think i wonder if the police will arrest them after the show that was my thought too like so let's say you it's you and one other guy left right and you kill that guy because you're like fuck this i've survived nine months um i'm not splitting my 1.6 million dollars are they do they just like bust in and get you do they do they let you collect your prize money and then arrest you do they care at all because you're in the russian siberia like what I don't, I don't know. I think the move there is to, so it's you and another guy. Um, you go in with the plan, I'm going to murder this guy. But you kind of frame it to where you get into a little bit of a scuffle and you try and play it off like self-defense. That's nice. Like you get the guy to attack you and then, you know, you knife him in the gut and be like, hey, it was self-defense. And then you get your 1.6 million. Nice. Or maybe like a, he slipped and fell off the cliff. I didn't push him off the cliff with 2,000 cameras I mean that's going to be a tough sell but maybe I feel like you got a lot of time to figure out where those cameras are <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm finding yeah, the, you... I'm finding the black spots in the cameras and then that's where all hell breaks loose hey we should go talk right over there behind <laughs> that tree see that one tree right over there there yeah. I left you a present on the other side <laughs> okay so I think I came up with an idea for the next best reality show after Game 2 Winter. Mm, this has inspired you, huh? Right. So it revolves around a lie detector. And so, Mike, you're going to be my potential guest oh boy. and uh, contestant. I don't like this at all. So basically what the premise is, is you go on national television, you're strapped into a lie detector for an hour, and... The person that is delivering the lie detector doesn't know you, doesn't know anything about you, but can ask any question. Nothing is off limits for a solid hour, including what you've done, what you've said, and what you've thought. Oh. And you can you cannot explain any answer. It has to be yes or no. Those are oh boy. M- Mike, how much do I have to pay oh you to be the contestant? I- I think it's got to be never work again money. You know, I have to have a, I got to be walking away with a lot of fuck you money to be strapped into that chair. (laughs) 
I mean, you're you're pretty much losing most of your relationships, right, at that point? And just starting over new? Boy. I mean, people know I have a pretty uh, bizarre mentality as it is, so I think right. there may be a few left over. But uh, tough to get a job after that, right? I mean, you just got to hope that the employer just doesn't watch that show that night. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Is it, now, is it like a, a preset of questions, or is it... Do they do they vary the questions based on the contestant? Uh, it's a good question. So they have a sort of a template, like the basic questions, and they're allowed to kind of veer off on a tangent mm. if they feel like there's something there. So based on how you reply to certain right where you lie, then they they alter course. Right. Wow, I like that. I, I think so, I think you might struggle. And to you're get locked some. in for the hour. So if like the second question in. You're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> You're just locked in. Whew. It d- what do you see as the hardest part of that? What part of that whole thing gives you the most uh, pause for concern? Uh, the, the, they can ask me about my thoughts. Cause it, it, there's, uh, there's some darkness I mean, in that brain. I mean, uh, most of my actions I can... Uh, at least later, at a later date, defend myself, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. but your thoughts, man, woo! There could be some uh, some dark holes there. No explaining your way out of some of those. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking the hardest part would be you can't explain the answer at all. Because, like, theoretically... So, a while ago, when I was, what, maybe 22... I had this phase where I was looking up every like gross internet video or picture just because I, I, I guess I thought it was amusing. You were, ex- and you were so expanding I, your mind. Right. I mean, it's such a big world. I want to see what it has to offer. And one of them was a video called Mr. Hands. Are you familiar? I am not. Okay. I'm hoping there's at least one listener that has also seen this or knows about oh, it. Oh, boy. So, so basically what it is is... These two guys sneak into uh, some guy's farm or ranch. One is a is behind the camera, and the other is the participant. And basically, what they do is they lure this horse to come have sex with that guy. And so the video is this horse fucking this guy, who, by the way, later died of uh, no surprise here, like internal problems after getting rammed by a horse shocker so if the question comes up jesse have you in your life watched a bestiality video the answer is yes i mean the answer is yes (laughs) yes yes unfortunately but there's no like okay let me sort of explain this sure yeah they don't want to hear your story about you being 22 and expanding your mind no they just want now every viewer is the viewer is just picturing me in the bathroom with some Kleenex, just with some some of the darkest areas of Pornhub. Boy, uh, yeah, that, that's tough. That's what I'm saying. You gotta, it's gotta be a shit ton of money for me to sit in that chair. My first initial reaction was five hundred thousand, but the more I think about it, and the more I think about my thoughts and uh, Ooh, some of the things I've said, that seems low. It's that, <laughs> yeah, it seems low. Seems low. I'm probably eight figures. Oh yeah, at least at least. I just feel like if somebody put a check in front of me for ten million, it's hard to just not be like, "Well, I can get new friends." <laughs> I'm not that. You, I'm not that popular currently. 
The, there's no way you tell anybody you're going on this show, right? No, no, no way. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta use half of your your ten million to to scrub it from the internet, right? <laughs> I, I feel like you gotta tack <laughs> Just in. Just make it go away. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm requesting twenty million so that I can spend half of it on PR. Just have a huge watch party for something else that's on that time slot on that <laughs> night. Yeah, I want to be on the episode that runs opposite of the Super Bowl, please. There you go. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Speaking of which, okay, how much money would have to be paid for you to do this? And it airs at, it's the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Whoa. Now you, you got to get like $500 million or Yeah, more. like start your own island money. Yeah, it's it's got to be... Uh, I'm running away to a different, a different part of the world, and you will never see me again. The halftime show, <laughs> get out of here. Just buy some villa in Italy. That actually might not be a bad move. You just take the money and then move to some small village in Spain or something, somewhere that doesn't have a great internet connection. <laughs> so you'd have to go onto that. You'd have to do it stoned, right? Or you do a little something just to kind of take the edge off. Yeah, I I, I think you got to just go in and just fire away with the answers and not think about what the consequences might be. <laughs> you gotta you gotta come in hammered or just real stoned. I don't know. Oh. Oh, Spe- speaking of which, I was uh, was walking through Costco earlier today, and Costco's so overwhelming to me already, especially this time of year. Like just chaos everywhere oh yeah and i'm i'm just just stoned out of my gourd and i'm like oh my oh boy goodness like what have i that's also the best and worst place to be stoned at yeah i mean i was hitting the sample tables hard but oh yeah but the uh people are like jesus you again (laughs) why don't you just buy the product i was like i was like peter griffin and family guy when he he changes his outfit 20 times to get (laughs) the samples yeah yeah, so that was a real. What, you're getting some sausage samples, or what? What were they? What kind of samples are we talking here? Yeah, they had some uh, some frozen foods, a little uh, summer sausage sample, which I was I thought of you when I I put oh, yeah. when I put in my mouth. The, um, the, was it two feet long? No, well, I mean the the piece she was cutting it off of certainly was. It was like right, <laughs> right. Every time she did it, I was like muzzle off, like. But, uh. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a treat. I had to get out of there quick. It was uh Wait, so did you just go to Costco just to go or you do you go there with a plan? Well, I had a couple things on the list, but ah. yeah, it's never it's never an easy stop, you know? Very easy to get derailed. Jesus. Stoned or not stoned? Yeah. Yeah, it was overwhelming to say the least. I was once stoned uh and a group of us were going to Wendy's. And so I I texted somebody, and I was like, hey, we're going to Wendy's. Do you want anything? And so I looked at Wendy's after I typed it, and I'm like, "That's, that's something's not right here. And so I, I, I for a long time, and so I delete it. I just start all over. <laughs> hey, we're going to Wendy's. Do you want anything? And I look at it. I'm like, God, what the hell? That's not how it's spelled, but I don't know what's wrong. And I had typed it W-E-D-N-Y-S, Wendy's. <laughs> Like three or four times, I'm just like, that's not 
Right, but I can't figure out why it's wrong. Yeah. I got some of those uh, spicy nuggets. <laughs> All he wanted was some spicy nuggets. All right, uh, let's wrap this up. I got a few Christmas. We, we got to talk some Christmas. Um, I have got a couple thoughts on some Christmas songs. The first one is The Grinch, obviously very famous. You know, uh, Christmas's biggest enemy is The Grinch. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of related more to the Grinch because the Who people, like, treat him like shit. Like, if I was the Grinch and I had some guy coming up and saying, Jesse, you're as charming as an eel. I'd be like, hey, fuck off. <laughs> right? He, like, yeah, he's, he just gets shit on constantly. Yeah, you get older. And, I mean, it's like Oscar the Grouch, too, you know? People coming up to him and are like, Oscar, you're such a grouch. It's like, yeah. Fuck off, guy. <laughs> right. And the other thing, the 12 days of Christmas, you know, the five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge and a pear tree. Which, by the way, the song sucks. By When you're getting to 11 and you've run through the days so much, so much you're just wanting the song to be done. Yeah, I, right? I want a, a bullet in the head for Christmas by like eight. <laughs> but the thing is, if... If you really think about the song, if I was the person getting the gifts, by day four or five, you got to be thinking, like, that's enough birds. Like, <laughs> why are you giving me all these birds? Who has time my for so many birds? They're shitting everywhere. It's like, oh, great, eight swans are swimming. Like, what? how am I going to fit eight swans in my house? Just in the bathtub with your frozen piss <laughs> bicycle. Oh, Jesus. I had one... I had one Christmas, a uh, brother-in-law's mom uh, got me something, but she didn't have to, like, for her credit. I'm going to sound really shitty in this story, but, like, she didn't have to get me anything. And one of the things she got me was a thing, a box of uh, big jar of pretzels. And I go to open them, and there's just no resistance in the lid. <laughs> like, it, it was already open. <laughs> and, like... So, okay, yeah, I, cool. I got uh, an eaten bo- jar of pretzels mm. for Christmas one year. That was one of the, they're walking out the door, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, what are we going to give Jesse? Like, <laughs> yeah. Grab that jar of pretzels. Yeah. I've got a Pop-Tarts thing with just one Pop-Tart. I could maybe give him that. Yeah, bring just the, the single pack. Wrap that up for him. I have, a, I have an aunt that loves to give what looks like her entire pantry to me on like a yearly basis so it's just like here's 20 cans of creamed corn like you never know when that might come in handy and a pound of you're a 24 year old man i think you might want some canned goods for christmas so ridiculous so ridiculous so yeah that's uh hers isn't none of them have been opened yet but it it does look like she uh, she went grocery shopping for the end of the world for me. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say if there is a nuclear war. Yeah. I mean, you're looking, you're sitting pretty now. Your boy's got all the cream corned. All right, uh, really quick, we'll get your quick Portland take. What's going on with the Blazers? Besides just steady stewing in mediocrity. They're still the eight seed, right? They're like three games below five hundred, I think, and they're still at the eight seed. Yeah, that'll be a good matchup with Golden State in the playoffs. They didn't. Yeah, didn't you guys get just raped by them the other day? Yeah, they beat us by forty-five the other day. Ugh. So that's how much of that game did you watch? More than I wanted to. <laughs> Probably three and a half quarters. 
So have you reached the point where you hate Golden State yet? Uh, I, it's just not, I don't know, it's just not fun. Like, it, it's, it's... Losing in, by 40 is not fun? No, not at all. But, I mean, it's impressive that they are able to mesh so well and the the style of play is is how basketball should be played but right it's you know it's like playing at an open gym and the one team who has every good player is just running other squads off the floor over and over and over and it's like okay like after a while doesn't that get boring like doesn't that i mean speaking of pickup basketball i I think the big problem with the Blazers, you guys have just way too many white guys. <laughs> we do have like what? Just like an absurd amount of white four guys. Four or five white guys on the like active roster. You're not going anywhere with that kind of ratio. Yeah, it's not. I mean, that's Portland for you though. They love Myers Leonard here. <laughs> He's great, right? That's what you I want. I bet they do. I bet they do. Big man who averages four boards and shoots twenty five percent from three point land. <laughs> great. It's what you want. It's what I want. His hair looks phenomenal. So I, <laughs> Okay, so Evan Turner, are you still uh is the hate gone up or is it subsided at all? It has subsided a bit. He's playing Okay. He, I I think he struggled at the beginning of the year because we kind of wanted him to run the offense when Damian was on the bench, but he didn't mm-hmm. know what he was doing, so it was he was just forcing a lot of stuff and turning the ball over and taking shots late in the shot clock and but I th- I think he's starting to put it together. So I'm not I'm not as mad at it. Still think we overpaid, but uh, I'm not as mad at the pickup. So Damien for James Harden, that trade is still on the table. Are you taking it? Boy, oh boy. I'd be crucified here if I said yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, last question. If you had the chance, the Blazers could be three. They could have three wins right now. Would you rather have that and know you're going to get a top pick? Yes. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think we're – I mean, sure, we got a, a decent team, but you're not beating – we're not beating any of the top five teams in a seven-game series. It's just not going to happen. Right. So we're a piece or two away from being anybody. So tough. Tough spot to be in. Like I said, just yeah. s- steady waiting in mediocrity. All right, on that cheery note, we will wrap this baby up. <laughs> Happy uh, for holidays. Mike, I am Jesse. Have a great and wonderful Christmas. We will be back. Uh, hopefully, maybe a New Year's uh, Day episode. Maybe we can talk about some resolutions and uh, recap 2016. But for now, I am Jesse. This is Mike, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Jesse, have you in your life watched a bestiality video? The answer is yes.